he was paid 230 million fully guaranteed deal and he's played like absolute garbage ever since but the Steelers need to work out what the hell is going on so definitely the Steelers have started in preseason there's enough positivity even even though I want to even though I want to roast a couple teams where the Chiefs came to town to face the young boy Trevor Lawrence uh, that sounded really weird you know as a gridiron fans it's week two of the NFL We've seen 796 points scored across 16 games this weekend. That's 11,313 total yards on offense. Huge weekend. Six games with one score. Two great overtime games. And we ended the whole thing with two very lackluster games for Monday Night Football. We've got a lot to get into in a very short window of time tonight. So let's get stuck into it. Manjot is with me as always. Brad, yeah. however, is away on a very special assignment this weekend, Manjot. Rumor yeah. is Yeah, rumor is he's gone trekking into the jungles of South America looking for the lost treasures of the Maya. But we may That's it. never know. Never he's looking know. for the Dallas Cowboys lost Super Bowl trophy. That's really what it is. <laughs> Maybe. All right, Manjot. <laughs> uh let's get on get to those Monday night football games. How about we start by heading to Pittsburgh, where the Steelers welcomed in the Browns. Chubb splits out to the top of the screen. Quick throw and picked off. The deflection and intercepted by Highsmith. Touchdown. What a start for the Steelers. Jordan Akins to the outside. Harrison Bryant on the inside. Harrison Bryant throttles down. He's expecting the ball to be put on him. Whereas Deshaun Watson is anticipating that he's going to stay on the move. That's why the ball's out away from him. And you've got the deflected ball and then the interception. They confirm that Delpit did secure that ball going to the ground. Now Watson is brought down by Ogunjobi. But knowing they were going to come back on fourth down, here it is. Watson got it, barely. Pickett with all day. Oshetsky lost it. And the Browns end up with a Delpit after a hit by Ward. Now he loses the ball. And it's out of bounds inside the 10. We're accustomed to seeing in prior years from Pittsburgh, and, and they've not got it going tonight. Warren's got a lot of room out in front of him. Started in the backfield and lowers his shoulder near the 40. Second and 10. Watson in trouble. Flag flies, and Watson dragged down by DeMarvin Leal. Pickett wide open Pickens. There he goes. Touchdown Steelers back on top. Watson in trouble. There he is. TJ Watt. Neil showing blitz. Here he comes. Pressure ball out. Picked up. Watt. Touchdown Steelers. They've needed every bit of this defense to make these kinds of plays, and they have delivered. Mate, I tell you what, they uh, they started strong, the Steelers, and the Browns were just poo, uh, especially to Sean Watson. But yeah, oh, wow, really? what it a, was. Uh, what there was just so much offensive struggles from both sides in this game. Yeah, I agree 100% with you, Ian. A lot of offensive struggles across the board on Monday night football this week. And yeah, the Steelers and Browns 
I thought the Steelers' defense was really the star of the show. Just TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, both of them were absolutely incredible. I, I gotta admit, like, first thing, I love TJ Watt. I love the way this guy plays the game. Him to get his first touchdown ever, and that being the game-winning touchdown, absolutely incredible. Alex Highsmith, first player of the game, getting a TD on a pick six, incredible as well. And Deshaun Watson, Oh boy, there's a lot said about him. He even had a burner account going on Twitter to defend his poor performances. That's how bad it got. He had to go out there and make a burner account just because <laughs> he, he was so. Did he just? Did he only game. just make it though? Did yeah, you, it that, was, that we found out. It's so. It's like so new. Yeah, it was. It's um at Gaines Gainesville's own. Yeah, at Gainesville's own was his account name. And he was literally defending himself out there. And it was crazy. Honestly, it's probably it's probably well warranted the criticism for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. He was paid 230 million, fully guaranteed deal, and he's played like absolute garbage ever since. I think there's a lot to be said in Cleveland this week about his performance. I totally have to agree. I think they really have to start having to think uh, about how they maximize his performance or get something else out of him because with that amount of money that they're paying him by now, well, he should be really putting up the same amount of yards that we're seeing out of the likes of, I don't know. I don't want to put him at the tour level because he's not there yeah. anymore. And and I've been a big advocate for that. The fact that the 2019 Deshaun Watson is not walking through that door at, Cle- at Cleveland at all. And they yeah. need to get that out of their heads. But I mean, realistically, he should. There's older guys in the league who are still putting up some great numbers week in, week out, and he should really be getting around those numbers. Yeah. Understand, he's not going to be explosive, but he should be really game managing and getting something decent going. Oh, yeah. yeah. And let me tell you, the loss of Nick Chubb is going to be huge for that football team. Massive. It's just, yeah. firstly, just want to say, absolutely feel for Nick Chubb. Like that is such a sickening injury. That yeah. was so hard to watch, just the way his leg bent and everything. It was just so hard. I don't want to go into details. No, I mean, it was it, really hard. It was hard. And I mean, I don't want to go into too much detail, but uh, people are saying we shouldn't be blaming, blaming Mika Fitzpatrick and he's oh, not no, a dirty player. Not. But I don't know. There's something about that block. It's an out and out cut block. Uh, if that was on a lineman, then it would be getting yeah. called for a penalty. But it's not an alignment, it's on a running back. So apparently that changes everything in cut block world. Uh, but it's it's an out and out cut block. It's a horrible block, and it shouldn't be something that should be in the game. And no one should ever be trying to aim to do it. But one yeah. shining light for the for the Browns though, out of that injury from Chubb was Jerome Ford really stepped up with sixteen carries and one hundred and six yards as after Chubb went out, or mainly after Chubb went out. So they've definitely yeah, and a receiving touchdown. Yeah, yeah, receiving touchdown to add to that. Oh yeah, sure. Free. Yeah, the receiving touchdown as well. I did forget about that. Sorry, Jerome Ford. Oh, good. It was at the goal line, so it looked like it looked like it was a goal line carry. He had another big long run that P.S. Strong eventually finished off for TD. Fitzpatrick again getting the tackle on the one yard line. That that was a good play. I think that was probably Deshaun Watson's best play, leading out with the block of Fitzpatrick to really slow him down. He really could have held on a little bit longer to make sure that Jerome Ford got in, but they got the touchdown anyway. So yeah, there was that. 
But and on the look, on the Pittsburgh side, I mean Pittsburgh are basically calling for blood with Matt Canada despite the win. Oh, fire uh, him, please! He's, yeah, they really need to do something about that guy. And then Pittsburgh aren't known for firing coaches, especially mid-season. But yeah. there, there needs to be a precedent here. Kenny Pickett, fifteen of thirty, is just woeful. There was some terrible decision making from Kenny himself. Uh, but that does come back to the way he's being coached and taught. He is still technically a rookie QB, and he still should be learning things. He shouldn't be seeing everything on the field. He's not Aaron Rodgers, oh, you know. Yeah. But, but when you've got when you've got the likes of of George Pickens uh, there as well at the moment, you can't be wasting that time, and oh, yeah. you really need to be maximizing the output from him. Despite that, though, George Pickens four four receptions, 127 yards and a TD. Uh, yeah, the it's long a big one. Game, big long one there, seventy-one yard long yeah. one. So it wasn't. Yeah. It's not all doom and gloom for them. But the Steelers need to work out what the hell is going on. They are definitely not the Steelers that started yeah. in preseason. Uh, and Kenny Pickett is definitely not the Kenny Pickett that started in preseason. The Browns, yeah. however, they are so lucky that their defense is so so good. Uh, yeah, otherwise they 100%. would be getting blown out way more by teams. Yeah, always to be 0-2 pretty much. And for the yep. Steelers, just really quickly, the play that epitomized how bad Matt Canada was was to run it with Kenny Pickett on third and one to ice the game. That was the worst call I've seen. I was literally telling you boys in the chat, I was like, yeah. fire Matt Canada right now because that was just the absolute worst play call I've ever seen. Yeah, agreed. And I mean, they... Pittsburgh people started a chant after the game, after winning a game that was fire. Yeah, after that play. Yeah, fire after that, exactly. Matt Canada. You know how hard it is to get a five-syllable chant out? It's Oh, it's, it sounded woeful as well. It's it's, as bad as his play calls, let me tell you. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the other Monday night football game. Uh, let's go down to Carolina, where the Panthers welcomed in the Saints. Third and 17, and Carr swarmed again. Frankly, the Vu has been a nightmare for the Saints offense. Second sack for the middle backer. Keep Prentice in for pass protection. Panthers rush five. Carr steps up and delivers downfield. Get him a 50-50 ball. What a catch by Olave. Carr looking to throw, the pressure comes, and he'll be sacked! Exactly what they did not want to happen on third and two. And Grugier Hill is filling in for Shaq Thompson, got there. Carr, they pick up the pressure, and he's looking to launch downfield. And caught! Shahid! Deep ball! A four-man rush, a downfield throw, and a catch! And getting out of bounds is Jonathan Mingo. He throws it short of the goal line, but diving for the pylon is Thielen, and the Panthers do score the first touchdown the Saints have given up this season, and the lead is now five. Two-quarter to cut it to a field goal game. Young on the move, stops and flips into traffic, and the catch is made, and the conversion is made. Oh, yeah. Bryce Young's home debut. He yeah. didn't do too well, I would say. I mean, he's a rookie. That is expected out of rookie QBs. But his final drive is actually really impressive. I was really impressed with him at the end of the game. He really grew into the game, as you saw. But the mm. Saints were really strong. They were a really strong team. That defense, they're still as relentless as last year. I'm, I'm really impressed by that defense. 
I think they actually can keep that going. I think Derek Carr had a really off night. He threw a really bad interception to triple, maybe even quadruple coverage. It was like four defenders closer to the ball than his receiver. That's how bad that it was. Um, but apart from that, I think, you know, once Alave they had that massive catch down the sideline, it was, that's the spark they needed. That was amazing what we saw from Chris Olave. Another running back getting injured to Marl Williams, unfortunately, for the Saints. So they're down both Williams and Kamara for the foreseeable future, which is one game. Uh, but Tony Jones Jr. stepped up with a couple touchdowns on the goal line. So good job by him. 12 carries, 34 yards, and two TDs. Yeah, real good job, actually. A big defensive game, this one, um, surprisingly, mm. despite the numbers. There are some really good numbers, some good stats coming out of the offensive side of the ball. But again, another really big defensive game from both teams. Uh, yeah. And and despite that scoreline of 20 to 17 to the Saints, who came away with that win. A little bit, I mean, a little bit impressed with how the Carolina receiving core did. Uh, in Thielen and Hubbard and um, Bamingo a little bit did well, but he needs to really step up. He needs to find find his spot, find bear dude. Hayden Hurst, another great game. What the hell is DJ Chark doing? Who is he these days? Where is he? <laughs> I mean, I mean, not not love eye popping stats for the receiving guys because Bryce no. Young only threw for 153 yards. Yeah, but after 33 attempts. Yeah, impressed with the the. Uh, with the work rate of Thielen, it, it's just it's mm. typical Thielen work rate seven for fifty four and a TD, just always there. So he's playing the same game now. A little bit different environment though because you don't have the likes of uh, Diggs or uh, Jefferson around yeah. you to carry the big the big workload and be the the uh, be sort of the under underneath guy and the guy just really motoring along a game you really yeah. expect it to be something different so i think that's where uh, mingo really needs to step up he needs to be yeah. he needs to learn very quickly he's only a rookie but he needs to learn yeah. pretty quickly to be that guy uh and because otherwise the panthers are going to be dead in the water um, exactly he's only a rookie you can't really expect too much from a rookie qb a rookie wide receiver it's going to take time for them to adjust to nfl speed the game speed is a lot faster than college so these yeah. guys are going to have to adjust to that real quick i think yeah just adam feeling he's that veteran savvy moves at the end of the game especially that touchdown a few catches down at the end were real good by him and you know, Bryce Young's still young. This is just his home debut. And I think there's still good signs out there for Bryce Young. I think Carolina fans uh, just do not panic too much because I think you guys will be fine with Bryce Young. He's a star in the making. A little bit confused with uh, the Derek Carr that we saw in this game, though. Yeah. It, it, was, it was a very different Derek Carr to what we've seen uh, last week, but also what we've seen last season at the Raiders. Uh, I don't know who this dude was. And um, uh, again, uh, yeah. getting sacked four times is very unlike oh, Derek Carr. That Panthers, Panthers defense, if you oh, watch them, actually. Yeah, if you look at them, they're pressuring up the middle pretty much the whole game. Frankie Louvu. Frankie Louvu. I was going to say that. Frankie yeah. Louvu, man, he was, woo. <laughs> yeah, he was real good. He was real good. Trust me, two sacks, um, five tackles combined there. It was, it was real good. Uh, Von Bell had the pick that I mentioned earlier. You had guys like Brian Burns going off again. He had a couple tackles. I think really having all the pressures up there for Burns as well. So I think 
there's a lot of guys stepping off in that young Carolina Panthers defense. And I still got guys like Jeremy, uh, sorry, JC Horn coming in that still have to come back. So there's still room for improvement for that defense. And I think that's pretty scary. Um, Also, real, really feel for Shaq Thompson had a bad shin injury on the Panthers defense there. So really hope that he does well. But them stepping up, these young guys stepping up when they lose their veteran in Shaq Thompson, it was a really promising sign for that defense. Yeah. And I reckon the uh, the last thing I reckon we leave the listeners here with is a little bit of a nugget from Taylor during uh Monday night football game when he was watching the Saints game. <laughs> uh, Saints, we just paid money to the best goal line back in the league. Saints today, let's run Taysom Hill with no options next to him to fool the defense, then yeah. put in Tony Jones Jr. I mean, you can't say uh, anything like that. What the hell is Taysom Hill doing running the goal running on the goal line? Uh, he he led them in rushing. He led them in rushing. I know it's so bad. Yards. What it are we doing? So, it was so funny. I mean, I, I think. It shows, though, um, I think a couple weeks ago, either you or Brad said that the Taysom Hill experience was over in, in preseason. But yeah. I think it shows that it, it really isn't over. They're still going to use Taysom Hill like they always have. All right, Major. Game of the week. The G'day Gridiron yeah. Game of the Week for Week 2. Had another tough week to pick a Game of the Week. So many. Oh, I think yeah. we had four that we were throwing around between yep. the three of us in the chat thread. We ended up settling on the game between the Seattle Seahawks and the Detroit Lions in Detroit. In a very raucous Ford field, as EA said. Wow, it's loud. Walker walks in for the touchdown. What a drive for Seattle right down the field and an opening statement here in Detroit. Second and long, penalty flies, free play. Goff coming near side, back shoulder. Josh Reynolds has it. First down, and he's trying to fight his way down. First down, Goff protected. Going end zone, Reynolds hangs on. Touchdown. Here is Montgomery right up the middle of a big hole and a first down. Gibbs, oh, flea flicker. He's got a man. Goff loading up. Khalif Raymond, he's got it. Touchdown, Detroit. So they start with the short motion on the rookie Witherspoon. He puts his eyes in the backfield when he hands it, and that's all he needed. Looks like they might take a shot. Go Hail Mary here. Four-man rush. Goff steps up, going deep on the Ross St. Brown. Got it! Lost it! Seattle picks it up. Let's see here as Julian Love has the fumble recovery. Try to do it with the run game with Walker. Dancing outside, and he's in for the touchdown. Second of the day for Kenneth Walker and an extra point away from tying this game up. Montgomery again. Montgomery right up and in. Touchdown, Detroit. Smith has time. Lofting end zone. It is caught for the touchdown. Tyler Lockett and Seattle's in front. Pressure coming again. Goff hit as he throws and it's intercepted. There's Trey Brown. Open to the end zone and he's going to score. Goff first read not there. Second read is there. Touchdown, Reynolds. Patterson boots it right down the middle. Overtime, here we come. Smith to throw. Pressure from Hutchinson. Runs away. Great throw, Lockett diving for the end zone. It's over. The Seahawks win it. Oh, yeah, that's a touchdown. Walk-off win, Seattle. Well, the Seahawks came away with that win, 37-31 to in overtime. 
again for the Lions, second week in a row. But what a game. What an absolute baller of a game. It was just oh, yeah. from from the first and second drive, you could see that this was just going to be point-to-point uh, point almost with these teams. Just some amazing playback, wasn't it? It was a great game to watch. Oh, it was a great one for sure. I mean, it looks like last year's 48-45 win for the Seahawks. This time it's 37-31 OT. I thought, you know, there was a few highlights for me. I think mainly came from the Seahawks. They, they were real good. Their defense stepped up. Jared Goff threw his first pick in 300 and something past attempts. I can't remember the exact number. Yeah. But it went back to TD. Trey Brown got that uh, pick, just returned it all the way back. Gino had a good game, 328 yards, two TDs, real good there. Kenneth Walker had a couple of TDs as well. Yeah, it was real good to see a good back and forth game. And Tyler Lockett came in clutch with a couple receiving TDs, including the game winner. So a real back and forth game ended in overtime. For me, that's why it really made it the game of the week because I just enjoyed watching this out of all the games this week. It was just incredible. I've got to say, full props to them. Even with the pick, Jared Goff still had three TDs. So I'm not too fussed with that pick as much. Jared Goff is such a dude, man. He's still exactly. such a, a great player. Um, he's such a great guy. It's it's weird that he yeah. just he floats along there. No one notices him, but because of where he is, every now and then you just you stand up and you see stat lines like twenty eight from thirty five and three twenty three and three TDs, and you're like, "Whoa, Jared Goff's still there," you know? And it's just yeah. uh, it's unreal. Hey, I, I, while we're still going on QBs though, Gino. Yeah. You know, the, the sack that he took today was – he rarely gets sacked. And this is one of yeah. the first times he's been sacked in a long time. And he took that sack like he actually knew that he needed to take that sack. Like he oh, ran yeah. he ran a long way back and was chased down and then eventually just went, I'm just going to eat this. Oh, and... if you're talking about sacks like that, what about that golf fake? Did you see that, Ian? <laughs> yeah. Goff, yeah, that was incredible. Like how he just stands back there after pitching the ball – and the guy thinks he sacked him, but he actually draws the personal foul penalty. That was just a beautiful fake from there. How about so, the uh, QB is taking the sacks real well? How about the uh, highlight? Absolute high, one of the big highlights of the game for me from Detroit, the flea flicker touchdown. Oh. You, oh man, you rarely see those come off so beautifully. But it just um from the way it was, it's like they you were drawing it on a whiteboard watching it, like literally. Just the way the whole way it came out, it was perfect. Even the, even the lines, I was I went back as I was watching the game in forty. Happened to me on the laptop while I was watching it, and uh, I just kept going back and I was pausing the screen, and you could see the the offensive line and the way the defensive line was hitting them. That it was like perfectly drawn up. I was just yeah. I was like, this is nuts. <laughs> they sold the run real well, where yeah. it wasn't like they came at the running back there just to stop him they were they're kind of waiting for the running back um but then he pitches it back and it's like oh it's over because they just pitch it over the top they just throw it all the way for the yeah. td it it was beautifully drawn up 100 percent. i think the a... lions lions played a good game it's just unfortunate the I... overtime rules and everything um yeah. where you know if it's a real back and forth game that's a shootout and you're on defense first in overtime, it's almost a killer blow. The, the coin toss really kills you. I'm glad they changed the rule for the playoffs. Uh, I kind of wish they have the, had 
implemented the rule in the regular season. I think season, it's games like, like this. Games like this is what you want that rule for to be the exactly. same in the regular season because it's a big back and forth game and it is basically like, let's see who can have the most points at the end of this regulation. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of weird overtime rule or what, something in there, but I don't know. You don't want to just keep playing um, overtime periods forever like you play in ice hockey, but uh, it's just, yeah. It'd be amazing. Although I found it, also found out this week from uh, my wife doing a story on local netball. Netball overtime rules are basically overtime periods until someone gets two points ahead. It is insane. Mm. So it is. Yeah, they can go on forever. Even in junior sport, she was writing about oh. junior sport. So juniors, they were having eight-year-olds that were possibly going to six or seven OTs before someone exactly. scored. So I nuts. mean, if I mean, you know, we're watching on Sunday Colorado and Colorado State in college football. Yes. How great was yes. that overtime? It was incredible watching a game go into double overtime. I really think the college overtime system is probably one of the best ways to do it. I think the NFL may implement it in the future just because of how exciting it could be. That penalty shootout sort of style of gameplay, I think, could really be implemented in the NFL. Yeah. I think that they got to think about how to do that. So I, I totally advocate for the college over time. A uh, couple of notable stat lines here just before we get away. Uh, of course, Amon Rase Brown uh, is their leading receiver because he is their WR1. Josh Reynolds, big game, uh, five receptions, 66, and two TDs. A great game out of Josh Reynolds. It's great to see the Lions using Sam Laporta uh, and, and really just putting the rookie in there and, and letting him shine, doing what he does best as a big, big t- as a big tight end, uh, big man he is. On the other side, uh, on the Seahawks, DK Metcalf is still such a – when is that guy going to get old? He's just forever. He's forever young. DK Metcalf, yeah, I swear. He's in God. his prime. He's in his prime right now. <laughs> How yeah, about though? He's not even 30 yet. He's not even 30 yet. So I don't think he's only 25. So he's not going to get old. He feels like soon. he's been there forever, mate. So yeah, I mean, it's his fifth season. Yes. It so yeah. it, it is going to be feeling like he's been there forever because he came in as a 21 year old. I always love to see the stat lines for the Seahawks and see Noah Fant right up there with receiving yards, especially after. He basically just got punted away from the Broncos yeah. uh, in that trade, uh, like he was nothing. It was basically just a, a an add-on pawn to that uh, to that trade, that big trade for Russell Wilson. Um, and I love that they get him out and use him, and he's getting some decent targets and some big uh, yardage numbers. So. That's our game of the week for week two. Let us know what you think or what you thought about some of those uh, other big games or what you thought about this game. We'd love to know. Make sure you hit up those socials. Manjo, we don't, we'd said last week that we were going to install the random reaction round and see how it went. And apparently it went good. We got some really good feedback this week on us touching on all these teams and doing a random reaction round for two minutes. A little bit harder to do a reaction around with two people, but I reckon we modify it slightly while Brad isn't around. And how about we just run through the games and we just throw out, let's go with positivity. No? Can we do that for every game, do you reckon? Is there enough positivity Uh, in every game to say something positive here? Yes. Yeah, there's, there's enough po- there's enough positivity. Even even though I wanna even though I wanna roast a couple teams. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean right. there, there's a couple of teams, yeah. 
Let's okay. um. Well, we had enough negativity with Monday Night Football, so let's stick with positivity. Okay? Yeah, right. Positive vibes and put them out there for week three that we don't have any crap games like that again. We'll just put all the positive vibes out into the yes, NFL. Yes, please. Yeah, we cannot go on like this. We did that last season with the Broncos, NFL, all the teams that are, if any teams are listing, get it out into the ether there. Everyone put those vibes out there. None of that Broncos shit from 2022. Let's uh oh, good games, man. good games only. Um yes, please. So let's yes, run please. through each of these games. Let's try and pick a positive for each team, shall we? See how we Yeah, work. for sure. Right, let's start with uh start with the the first one on the list, basically, from ESPN. Uh Green Bay and Atlanta. Yeah, for me, Atlanta Falcons actually made a comeback. They weren't the guys choking this time. Mm. Uh, yeah, they came back from 24-12 down to win 25-24 in the final seconds. 100% got to say, uh, my other positivity, B. John Robinson, what a get, what a guy, man. He's just incredible. What a 124 guy. yards on the ground. He's the second leading rusher after two weeks in the NFL. He also had four catches for 48 yards. This guy is going to be an absolute baller. He, this is why they drafted him in the first round. Positives for me, I reckon, actually, I'm just going to go with, well, both positives will be the, both um, quarterbacks. So yeah. Love and, and Ritter. Ritter, of course, amazing game. It's great to see him balling out after we all thought that he would be trash. Um, and they've obviously believed in him, and he's not going to be. So it is, that is a great, great thing. 237 yards, uh, a TD. Uh, Jordan yeah. Love, though, 151 yards, three TD passes here. Um, that was a great game by Jordan He's Love. good. And it is He's good. It is good. It is good. He is good, rather. And uh, it is good to really see him cementing that spot and showing up the haters and saying, no, no, I can't actually do this, and I should have been doing it before now. Raiders' Bills. Of course, the Bills won this 38-10 to 10 over the Raiders, so it was a bit of smashing. Yeah, Bill's coming back from from that uh, first week loss and really stamping something hard. I reckon big positive here for me for the Bills would be James Cook again. That dude is really turning into an RB one, just like his brother was. Should probably still be uh, seventeen carries, one hundred and twenty three yards. Big positive there. You got a positive. Yeah. I'll have a think about one for the Raiders because I lost yeah. the train of thought all something. It's there, tough. I, don't know. I went it's into tough. a James. I went into a James Cook hole then, like I was handling <laughs> down. Um, yeah, go. What do you got? All right, I uh, got a couple positives for the Bills. Firstly, Josh Allen, no turnovers, no silly play. He just went out there, went went balling out, two hundred seventy four yards. Only had six incompletions, but he had three TDs. It was incredible from him. No turnovers, and on defense. My favorite Bills defender out there, Matt Milano, probably because I have him my GG best team, but also he had an interception. He's he's had one in both games so far this season. I think this guy is an absolute stud. He should be talked about a lot more by a lot of people. One of the best middle linebackers in the league. I just realized uh, what what one of the – I should actually be looking at the defense on this one. Uh, Raiders' defense here is the big positive – uh, Robert Spillane uh, yep. with, with 14 total tackles and a sack there. Big tackle for loss as well. Getting on, getting at the QB as well. So he's, there's my positive. Raiders' defense was reasonably good despite getting smacked with 38 points by the Bills. Yeah. Next one on. I'll let you go first. Ravens, Bengals. Ravens coming oh. away with a win 27 to 24. The Bengals are 0 and 2. Oh yeah. my God. 
All right, let me let me just say my positive obviously has to be Lamar Jackson because he played an absolutely great game, 24 for 33, 237 yards and two TDs passing, 12 rushes for 54 yards. And let me tell you something, he's 7-1 and one against Joe Burrow and the Bengals over the past four years now. Mm. I think this really shows that Lamar Jackson, when healthy, he is the he is still a guy. He's still there. Even though his running back J.K. Dobbins went down last week, Gus Edwards still had a TD as well. So a lot of positives there for the Ravens. Uh, despite all the injuries in the week first week, they're still two and zero. I'm really I'm really excited for the Ravens. Actually, I probably would say they're close to a top five team in the NFL right now. Yeah, positive for me for the Ravens has to be Zay Flowers. Uh, oh, got, yeah. The guys turn into a hell of a receiver. It's great to see that they have found um, a good young receiver in Baltimore. Now they've just got to do all they can to maximize him and hang on to him because they seem yep. to have a problem with that. Look, the only positive I can get out of the Bengals is really is they managed to keep this close with a good team game. There's no big stat leaders here. There's no Jamar Chase at, with big stats either, which is a very weird thing. T Higgins led the receiving here. Um, so yeah. I would say it was a very good, strong overall team game to keep them yeah. close with the Ravens for this game. But oh, yeah. yeah, they they definitely have some work to do. The positive for the Bengals is Joe Burrow is not good in the first couple of weeks of the season. He's one and seven in week one and two, but in the rest of the weeks, he has a positive win percentage, like an overwhelmingly positive win percentage. So yeah. the positive for the Bengals is they've got out of their worst weeks of the season. Absolutely. Chargers at Tennessee. Ooh. Massive positive here is that Ryan Tannehill played a yeah. much better game this week for the Titans. Thank God. He was not the Ryan Tannehill of week one, which is good for him because I don't think he would have lasted long if he kept that kind of production up. But 20-24, and a TD throw here. Um, he also had a little bit of rushing as well. But, yeah, that uh, big, good rushing TD. Yeah, Good rushing TD it was. Uh, there was actually, yeah, so, so it was a good Russian TD. Positive for the Chargers for me, uh, I would have to go with Keenan Allen, actually. Massive, massive yeah. game. I two of them. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, it's hard to split them for me. I know they split by yards uh, on the stat sheet, but those two guys were all over the park uh, in this game this weekend. And... Yeah, Keenan Allen, 111 yards with those two TDs. He was making some massive receptions. So, yeah, is that a good thing? Yeah, 100%. Look, for the Chargers, I would say their passing game is pretty much the only thing that kept them in this. Like Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, as you said, literally the passing game was the only reason they were even in this game. For the Titans, though, I like to throw it to King Henry. I think King Henry was, is, was real good, back to his best. One TD, you know, that long rush had a bit of a struggle for the rest of it, but it allowed Tannehill to really go out there. He had to prove himself. And, you know, 10 yards per attempt for Tannehill was actually re actually really good. So I think, you know, while the Chargers focused on the run defense, their pass defense allowed Tannehill to just throw it all over the field. I think that was really the difference in this game. And that's really what it came down to was the passing game, mm. really, for both teams. All right. Um, Bears and Tampa. So the Bears came to yeah. Tampa to face the Bucks. 
Bucks got up 27 to 17. Positives to me, I'm going to start with the Bears, and I'll have to start with the de- defense. Uh, and it would be Tremaine Edmonds with a massive yeah. game, 16 tackles, eight solos in that. He had a stellar, stellar game. I have to stay away from the offense. Otherwise, I will rant negatively about, oh, no. about that stuff. We talked earlier about uh, a young QB getting a raw deal, and I think that's happening here with Justin Fields. So 100%. that might come up later in uh, later in the next few weeks if this keeps up. Positive, though, for Tampa Bay is my boy Baker Mayfield. No one yeah. believed. Everyone's going on with Prime, not Prime saying that no one believes. No one believed in my boy Baker and Tampa here. 26-34, Baker Mayfield is controlling the shit out of the field and this offense for Tampa Bay uh, and it had a massive game again in week two. God, I hope it keeps up. It'll be a great season yeah. for Baker Mayfield if it keeps up. Yeah, I'll admit I was wrong on Baker. I think he's really, he's really a real dude out there for Tampa. I think we just got to see him perform in the big games. But so far, I think I, I've got to say I'm wrong about Baker. He's absolutely incredible. Mike Evans, six catches, 171 yards and a TD. Just absolutely incredible for them. And the Bucks defense as well was a massive positive. I mean, they got that easy pick six TD. Shaquille Barrett got his first ever TD off that easy pick six. Um which really leads me to the Bears, and there's not really much positives, unfortunately. For them, I would say uh, it's looking like another long season in Chicago. I'm sorry. I mean, I know it's meant to be positive, Ian, but I've just got to say it out of the bat. I feel sorry for Bears fans. It's going to be another long season, the way this is looking. Hang in there, Bears fans. Just hang in there. All right, let's go to Jacksonville, where the Chiefs came to town to face the young boy, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, that sounded really weird. But, yes, they did come down. Uh, look, oh, wow, this is a really weird game stat-wise for oh, the scoreline yeah. of 17-9. to 9. It is very, very bizarre. Uh, that was bizarre. It's very, very bizarre. Exactly. I mean, you look at it, right, I mean, only point scorer for the Jags was Brandon McManus and they were at a home game, and yet they hold the Chiefs with Mahomes and Kelsey, and even Tony played well this week. Uh, Pacheco's out there. They hold them to 17 points. So I think, Ooh. for me, the the big stars were the defenses, I think, for both teams. Both defenses deserve a lot of credit. Uh, I think Mahomes deserves a lot of credit for eventually finding a way to win this and throwing for two TDs as well. So it's a real defensive game, a defensive struggle for the most part. Uh, I think Christian Kirk as well for the Jags deserves some credit. 11 catches for 110 yards and even 10 yards a catch. Um, but they really couldn't get anything going on offense thanks to that Chiefs defense. I, For me, uh, I'm going to go with Jacksonville defense for the Jags. A yep. uh, lot of pressures and getting pressures on Mahomes and the Chiefs is a very, very hard thing to do. So... That was a that's a great thing. Big positive for them. They can take that big positive out of that. For the Chiefs, for me, the big positive is seeing Isaiah Pacheco get a big game. And I love that the Chiefs realize that he is still there and that they can rely on him to lead that rushing attack. I'll throw in one more as well. Sky Moore with a massive game. Yeah. Too. It's good to see the young guys in that team in the Chiefs really getting uh, a good go. Colts, Texans, Manja. Uh 
You know what the positive is, Ian? Gardner Minshew. Come on, man. We gotta we gotta <laughs> start there. Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson for that part. Because I, I love Anthony Richardson, just the way he played two rushing TDs before he went out after that second TD where he got concussion, unfortunately. Uh, but then Gardner Minshew stepped in, did his job, you know, 90 for 23, 171 yards and a TD. Um, massive positive there for the Colts was just seeing their backup QB do well. Thought Zach Moss had a good game on the ground as well. I just think there's a lot of positives from them. I think CJ Stroud had a great game for the Texans too. Two TDs, 384 yards passing, which was absolutely incredible. I think I'd like to see a bit more from their run game though, the Texans. Mm. They can do a lot better rushing. Yeah, look, mate, I have to agree. QBs are the bit massive positive here for me. I was always going to go with Minshew. I think everyone knew that. Yeah. But I love <laughs> the stat line for Minshew. It didn't all fall down for the Colts once Richardson was out. Um, and that's a massive, massive positive for the Colts and for Gardner Minshew showing that he can still be very reliable as a QB too and always be there. The guy just loves ball. I love the man. I love the men. Yeah. CJ Stroud, on the other hand, I genuinely thought from the, all the reports he was going to be out this week. That's how the, I don't know whether it was a, the Texans just trying to fox the Colts into thinking that was what was going to happen as well. But I thought he was going to be out this week because he had some uh, niggling issues from week one. Rookies, really, week one, week two, I guess the first six weeks, they do find the NFL speed uh, a little bit hard after coming out of the college system. But CJ Stroud, three, as you said, 384 yards. The guy threw for 47 attempts. They had him throw 47 times. It is insane. Great reps. Two. Great, Great reps. reps for a rookie. Yeah, yeah that's good science. Huge. I love what the Texans did. Uh, D'Amico, Ryans, um, their coaching staff. Great job getting him those reps, guys. Yep. So love it. Big, big positives for those. Uh, Major, on to your boys, the 49ers and yeah. the Rams. Hit me with just a couple of quick positives, mate, because I know there can be a lot from the from the 49ers. Yeah. Look, firstly, whose house? Niners house. That's right. You saw the stands getting packed up. Shout out to the South Cal- uh, California Facebook. It was a home game. Don't even start. It was a home game. It's in yeah, LA. It it's beautiful. down the bloody road. Of course they were going to yeah. be there. It's four hours away. but um, Down the road, mate. Yeah, I live in, I live in country down. New South Wales. Everything is nearly four hours away. <laughs> yeah, that's us down the road. Look, big positive for the Niners. I got to go with Christian McCaffrey. Just absolutely incredible. What what this guy has done, he's the NFL's leading rusher right now. There's even talks that the Niners are overusing him because of just how good he is. But I, I get why Shanahan wants to use him because 116 yards on the ground, the TD to start the game, then a big rush oh. where he stiff-armed Akello Witherspoon. Incredible. I thought for the Rams, personally, Puka Nakua. Like, how can you pick this- anything else? I don't know wait, how wait, he... wait, Where did Pokemon Dude come from? Come uh, on, man. Call him Pokemon catches. Dude. It is no, so, dis- after it's Brad, so disrespectful. After Brad, <laughs> after Brad said after Brad said that, I have to call it's him. It's because Brad's just but... old. No, it is Pokemon. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Who can I'm sure, cure, though? He I'm was sure he's been used to it over his lifetime. But yes. Well, wow, where did he come from? Where did they find him? It is nuts. Um yeah, yeah no one he believed in no one believed in Pukanakua coming in uh, in the draft, but there he is. Most catches in a guy's first two games ever. That that's incredible for a guy who's so unheralded. I think, yeah, massive, he's really massive, pos- well. massive, massive positive for the Rams in general. 
that they have yeah. found this guy in Pukunukua, and I have to add Tutu Atwell into that as well. And they've yeah. still got Cooper Cup to come back from injury at some point. So at some yeah. point, the Rams have set themselves up somehow from the shit show that was 2022 to come back and probably have three of the better receivers that are going to be in the league in coming years. I think within yeah. three or four years, that's what we will class all these guys as. We already do with Cooper Cup because yeah. he's already amazing. But yeah. they'll get cut back. They're going to have Puka there. They're going to have Tutu Atwell as WR3. There's with Matthew oh, yeah. Ironman Stafford thrown 55 times. They, um, yeah, it's going to be nuts. Yeah. That attack. Shout so. out! Shout out to Niners defense for eventually figuring out how to stop that. It was it was tough watching the first half when we were down 17-10 before Purdy ran it in for that QB sneak TD. But then after that, just the defense finally figured yeah. out how to play these guys. Massive shout out to Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator, for making the adjustments. Also, can't leave this without saying shout out to Rams owner. Devo Samuel, 101 total yards and a TD. So shout out to him. All right, moving on. Giants, Cardinals. This was was a game we were tossing up as game of the week, Anjot. So let's hit up some positives. What do you got for some positives? Oh, look, um, great bounce back game for the Giants. Uh, Coming into the second half, uh, they conceded 40 points in the first half of, sorry, in the first game and then 20 points in the first half of this one. So they're down pretty much 60 nil in a combined score there. And they come out, somehow put up 31 points on the Cardinals in the end of this, including the game-winning field goal there. Daniel Jones came out, did real well in the second half. Um, Saquon Barkley had a good game until he got injured. Unfortunately, another running back injury has been a theme this week. Uh, for the Cardinals, uh, I thought Josh Jobs and James Conner did real well. Mm. I think both of them deserve a good pat on the back. Hollywood Brown going out there with a TD as well. Uh, I think there's some good signs there for the Cardinals. They almost caused one of the biggest upsets we would have seen of the first two weeks, but it wasn't to be, unfortunately. Their inexperience got to them at the end. I felt like a couple, a few penalties here and there allowed the Giants to come back, and really the Giants did their job, played up to their expectations for once, and got the job done. So yeah. what could have been a disastrous 0-2 um, oh, yeah. start sorry, for the Giants was avoided by a good comeback. Absolutely. Positives for me, Arizona would be just jobs. He played amazing through that those first probably three quarters. He actually did play really well in the fourth quarter as well, but he uh, they just couldn't come away with it. But he was a massive positive, especially that big, long, rushing TD. That was a, a great run. Uh, so that was, it was so yeah. good. He's so strong at the line. That guy has so much power in his legs. The positive for me would be actually be the Giants' defense, surprisingly. You wouldn't think that after the first two weeks, especially with those first six quarters. But it was yeah. it was managing to find a way to hold the Cardinals to a scoreless fourth quarter. That's what won them this game. So that's the big positive for me coming out of this for the Giants would be their defense finding a way to keep the Cards scoreless. The Cards only needed to score once in that fourth quarter and they would have won this game. And that's not just yeah. by scoreline either. The way the score was going and the way they were they were just hanging in there. If they just gotten one score, one TD they win this game, even if it was at the start of the fourth quarter. I still think they would have won this game. But Giants defense did their job, went and won them the game there. So Jets-Cowboys, 
my big positive Cowboys defense again. Wow. They've just been owning. I have to agree. It's incredible. I have to agree. Uh, Micah, Micah Parsons, two sacks, Trayvon Diggs, and it, you know, the two stars in that defense for sure. Um, you know, you had Osa, um, number 97. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't think I can pronounce his name in time. Uh, he had a sack. Um, that's not disrespectful. I, I just, no, it's just, I'm not blaming you. <laughs> but look, they got three interceptions, um, both the safeties, Malik Hooker and J. Ron Kirst got uh, in as well. Dak Prescott, two TDs, 255 yards. Uh, a good game from him. I, I just think I need to see a bit more from the run game, but that's probably about the only criticism I could give the Dallas Cowboys. They played pretty much a perfect game um, for the Jets. Look, Garrett Wilson, uh, that long TD was probably their biggest positive. But apart from that, another tough day for them. And it's probably something they may have to get used to with Zach Wilson, a QB, unfortunately. Uh, big positive. I have to agree. Again, the Cowboys defense. It's all about the Cowboys defense. I know the yeah. stat line really favors the offense, but it's not hard to score points against a team that has been completely destroyed def- uh, on with their own offense because your defense is so good. You're just demoralizing them. They don't know what to do. And and then you just, yeah, you just destroy their own defense or get passes over the top of them. Yeah. Um, can can I just say real quick? Yeah. Um, spare a thought for the Cardinals who we just talked about. They've got to play the Cowboys next and then the 49ers, two of the best defenses in the league, back-to-back games. Be hard. For them. Be and hard. then the Cowboys and Niners week five. Um, that's going to be a massive game as well. Will be if we get there and they're still they're still playing this way. That is going to be huge. Uh Jets positive. Uh, look, I mean, it didn't completely all fall down. I guess is oh, the biggest yeah. positive. They didn't. It wasn't a to nil game. They actually scored some points uh, and got yeah. some yards on the ball. Completed uh, board and completed some passes. But apart from that, man, hard to find a positive. But yeah. so all you're saying that positive was they did better than the Giants last week. Correct. Correct. <laughs> speaking, speaking of doing better than the Giants last week, uh, Commanders Broncos. Wow, what a shootout. Oh just boy. give me a couple of quick positives, man. John, I know there's a lot in this game there's when you got a lot. to it. Um look, I've got to say Russ had a good stat line. I mean, we were just roasting the Broncos a little moment ago, but he went 18 for 32, 308 yards, three TDs. To be clear, I was roasting roasting them for last season. So let's just... Yeah, for last season. Yeah, just just wanted to say that. But, uh, I mean, look, that that Hail Mary was was probably the biggest positive. Just what a play. What a play. It's a shame they didn't get a two-point conversion, but what a play. One of the plays of the week for sure. I think um, Sam Howell was a good positive for Washington. Their biggest positive, I would say, was Brian Robinson. Though I love the kid. 87 yards, two TDs on the ground. I just, yeah. I think he's one of the best out there in, in running back land. I think he's going to prove himself really well this season. Big positives for me would be the Broncos and Russell Wilson still, or Russell Wilson especially, still knowing how to show up in the big moments to try and win a game and and really take his team down the field. What a throw. He's still got an arm. It's got an absolute cannon on him still. Big positive for the commanders for me would be Brian Robinson as well. I have to agree there as well. Like I said last week, they need to figure out how to use him. And here we see him with 18 for 87 and two TDs. Great, great stuff. Okay, Major. Last game. 
is yeah. the Dolphins and the Patriots. A very traditional AFC East tussle between two two very, very good and storied teams. Uh, big positives for me, Mac Jones, wow, 42 pass attempts. They really let him just ball out at the moment. Um, and despite going down in this game to the Dolphins, 31 of 42 with 231 and a TD was pretty good. Fortunately for him, he did get take a couple of really heavy sacks. Uh, yeah. He needs to figure that part out, but he can. He's really throwing it around, which is great for him. Uh, and for the Dolphins, the big positive would have to be. Uh, what do I go with? It's hard to go with anything for the. No, uh, what's his name? Ah, Van Ginkle. Most That's of... who it is. No, oh, Van Ginkle. Yeah, Andrew Van Ginkle. I was watching him. I was getting excited over this dude. Yeah, me the too. Long blonde hair, the tats, the huge reach. Apparently, he's not even uh, supposed to be playing the edge. But who? Why would you not leave him there? He was amazing. Uh, so three, yeah. cube, a lot, a couple of pressures, three QB hits, and an actual sack, and one a tackle for loss in this. He he was a big positive for Dolphins. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I had the Dolphins' defensive fantasy, so I was riding the emotions there. I really wanted them to do well. I almost got me over the line in a couple of matchups, but. Uh, I just fell short in both of them. But that aside, Raheem Mostert, he was just breaking through holes all night. He's he's the lead back, clearly. There. 18 carries, 121 yards, and two TDs, including a long one that really iced the game for them. Uh, I thought Tyreek Hill had a decent game for TD. Jalen Waddle, four catches, 86 yards. Also, I'm on a cup for my fantasy team, so I was watching him heavily. Van Ginkle was another positive, 100%. Yep. Got to agree with that. He He's filling in for Jalen Phillips, um, who's their usual edge rusher at that spot. Um, so uh, Opposite of Bradley Chubb, he did real well. Uh, for Patriots, got to go with Hunter Henry, six catches, 52 yards, and another TD. He's probably one of the best fantasy tight ends out there right now. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson had a decent game, 50 rushing yards for TD as well. Um, I think Mac Jones could get better, I think. Uh, he had a good game last week, took a little bit of a step back this week, but hopefully he improves for the Patriots fans. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Major, that was a great quick episode. That's us done for the recap. What a recap. Uh, we will yeah. be we will well, be sure. It did fly by, fly by. That's great. Great. Uh, we will be back later in the week with a TNF uh, preview. Manjot and I will be. Of course, the Giants coming down to Levi Stadium to take on Manjot's 49ers. So that will be a bit of a recap you'll hear before Friday when uh, Australian time, when uh, TNF kicks off. And then we will have, hopefully, fingers crossed, if time permits this week, because it is a very busy week for all of us, uh, a bit of a preview show for week three. Uh, hopefully we can get to that. And we do, of course, have another two big Monday night football games in all of that as well. Apart from that, the socials. Check them out at G'day Gridiron on Insta and Facebook. Manjot at Pastry Press NFL. Check out the Aussie NFL Fantasy Boys. Listen to their podcast. Check them out on their uh, socials as well. And let's uh, just hit up Marky from No Huddle Dynasty and give him a bit of love and tell him you want to hear some content. Just just hit him up and say, yeah. hey, Marky, sup? That's all we need yeah, to do. Yeah, Mark, 
We need we need you to do some content. Um, yeah, shout out to the fantasy boys as well. Uh, it's gonna be a real good year in that tipping comp we got with them. It's gonna be a real nail biter. It is. I yes, I did pretty well this week, and I'm happy that we did well. Me too. So <laughs> happy. It is going to be a nail biter. That's the way we wanted it. Anyway, all right, we're out of here uh, until TNF and the preview show. See you later. Thank you, everyone. G'day Gridiron is brought to you by the Aussie Gridiron Network, a network of Australian podcasts bringing you some of the best content from the NFL and the local game. Check out our other podcasts, Aussie NFL Fantasy and No Huddle Dynasty.